Blog Talk Radio. guys and welcome to the Steel Wars Live call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love that Star Wars. And for the next 90 minutes or so, we will be taking your calls or Skypes on whatever you want to talk about in that Star Wars universe. We just celebrated May the 4th and if you've got a fun May the 4th memory or would like to share how you celebrated May the 4th, well then we'd like to hear about that as well. We really would. What's going on in Steel Wars this week? As usual, it's hashtag content, you guys. As a special May the 4th bonus, I re-uploaded my inverted commas classic interview with film critic legend Leonard Moulton. So that'll be up for a week for you guys to enjoy. And on the Patreon side, we just put up a long-awaited return of the Gonk Droid, my friend Tony Medina, on our special Patreon-only show, Gonk and Steel's Trash Compactor, which goes for about 80 minutes. So your iPhone or Android, or phone that might explode if you take it on a plane, so why have you still got it? That'll be filled with content. That'd be sad if your Galaxy phone did explode and there was unlistened content onto it. The humanity. The humanity. But to bring us back and brighten the mood, we have got a special guest co-host all the way from New York City, the Coruscant of our fine planet. She's dubbed with the auspicious title of being my first international listener, and more recently, she has been looked at by authorities for her work (coughs) in writing the director Krennic erotic fan fiction. Welcome back to Steel Wars, my buddy, Emily Lind. How are you doing, Emily? I'm good. How are you doing, Steel? I am well. Now, for those that are catching up, we did a big um, podcast mashup at Star Wars Celebration late one night. All the um, podcasts in the Making Star Wars Network got together for a huge party podcast, which was the best time ever. And we closed it out with some erotic fan fiction, which we'd done before. We did it at the LA Podcast Festival with some found erotic fan fiction about um, Qui-Gon Jinn and Shmi Skywalker. We dug that one out and I did some sound effects and Randy and Jason from Making Star Wars um, were in there and Maud Garrett from Geek Bomb. And then we needed another one for this uh, event and Emily Lind used her, her steamy fandom of Ben Mendelsohn and that white cape of Director Krennic to come up with quite a... Uh, I was fanning myself throughout, <laughs> Emily. My question to you is, mm-hmm. what is wrong with you and are you seeking help? You know, I feel like that's an unfair question from the man who wanted me to write fanfic for him. 
<laughs> I'm just an enabler. <laughs> you know, I actually i I didn't listen to it until today because I've been I've been honestly too embarrassed. Like I've gone to try to listen to it. And I get basically to the title, and then I can't deal with it, and I feel like I'm going to crawl out of my skin, and I turned it off. Oh, okay, my hint for you, my hint for you to do that is put headphones in in the subway. Use the headphones. <laughs> no, I listen don't to just, it. Don't just, don't to don't it just play it today. off your, your boombox. No, but I, I got through it today because I knew I was doing the call-in show tonight, and I wanted to have said that I listened to it. <laughs> there, there's some of that I had like completely forgotten about because I, you know, I wrote it in in a couple of hours, and then just didn't go back to it. <laughs> it's, it it's really I can't go back and read my own writing anyway. But but hearing it and hearing Jason Ward's Australian question mark accent was pretty phenomenal. The racism was strong in that one, or I don't know, I don't, I don't know if Australians should be offended or pirates or what, but that that was a quite a weird accent for um, Mendo there, our our good friend Ben Mendelssohn. Uh, Darren Lochner in the chat said he put headphones in for this one to protect his family, so he's getting all he's getting all Liam Neeson about it. But it, no, it was actually it was fun to listen to because I was so I was so worried about it because when you're writing something intentionally bad, there's there's something really strange about that and you don't quite know how it's going to be taken. So it was fun to to hear like what got a response from the audience. <laughs> like one thing, <laughs> it's actually it's it's my favorite line that I wrote. And it's it's not a dirty one. It's but it's it's something to the fact of she was arching her back like a loth cat, <laughs> which I just thought was going to be like just for me. Like I just was amusing myself, but it got a really strong response, and a couple of people actually wrote me to say that they liked that line in particular, and that made me really happy. Well, that is one of the sweetest Star Wars references of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and how did you, uh, did you do any celebrating of uh, May the 4th be with you? Well, I bought some itty bitties. Ooh, which, what ones, what ones, what ones? Um, what ones? I got the X-Wing Luke because it's maybe the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh, and I got, right. I got C-3PO with the red arm. Sweet. Well, we're getting going to get very similar mail in the next week. Oh yeah, I was listening to the Gonk Droid up today, and you got you got the the um, other two exclusives, right? Just oh yeah, I get everything. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm an itty bitty completist. <laughs> I love it. I got that. Yeah, I got the Sabine. I got the the Ahsoka, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I, I want to know. How much can so the Luke X Wing? This is the hallmark itty bitties to you guys, the little teddy bears, the cutest things ever. And for May the Fourth, they had an exclusive one that came with a little cardboard X Wing. I'm wondering how much construction, how much assembly is required with this X Wing. How many hours of preparation it will take me to set up? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't say some assembly required. 
So, I'm, so I'm no assembly it's... required. I hope so, because otherwise my my Axling Luke is not going to be looking too good. <laughs> You've got to paint it up yourself, cut it out. <laughs> Brutal. It's going to be lopsided and like have tears in it. Wow. We will take your calls if you have any May the 4th memories to share or if you just have a topic or question you want to get into. But a pretty, even though we had May the 4th, a pretty light on Star Wars news week. I guess, you know, we just had one of the biggest news weeks with uh, Celebration and all that stuff. So things, it's, it's good to have a bit of a simmer. I'm just, I'm just browsing the StarWarsUnderworld.com here and uh, they've got Funko unveils new Rogue One Pops. Are you much of a pop person? Um, I have, I was going to say I have a few. I actually have a lot because I just sort of buy them randomly when I see ones that I think are cute, which is often. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of amassed a lot of them. Okay. I, I'm, not a, I'm not really a fan of them. I, I, I like that they're there. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. they don't do much for me. But I appreciate they're there. And I, 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 well, the, my favorite thing about them, or, or the thing that interests me the most, is I just want to meet the guy that invented them. And find out how he came to it because on paper not much of an idea do you no. know what i mean like let's just make figures like because there's all like um you know like if you go to the hasbro panels and stuff it's all about we want articulation and we want lifelike facials and then let's just do these giant headed um things and let's license it out to every pop culture entity known to man. And let's just start counting some money. Well, let's that's what they did was so smart is just licensing everything. Like things that you don't get any other sort of collectible for. So if you have a thing that you like, probably they make pops for it. Yeah. He, it, like, I'm not going to, like, see any other, like, Westworld action figures out there, but they have pops. I'm like, oh, I like Westworld, so I'll get one or two of these. Westworld action figures would be interesting because they could do some pretty sweet, all-naked San Diego Comic-Con variants. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a great idea. You should definitely pitch that. <laughs> I think I've pitched enough action figure ideas <laughs> this week after Gonkin's oh, yeah. deals. Let's not talk about that in the open. Let's not talk that. That's, that's, that's our little secret. That's our little secret. But one of the figures, one of the pops that I very... It has one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. And it hasn't won me over to get a pop. But I do admire it. Is the Young Jin Urso. Have you seen this one? It has like the little like pigtails, right? She's got two little pigtails... And she's holding her little Stormtrooper toy. Oh, I didn't see that she was holding the toy because I just sort of glanced at the pictures today. I didn't, didn't actually take a look at it. Oh, man, I'm going to well, look that up why, right now. That's why, that's why people come to me for content because I look at little girl doll figures' hands to see what they're holding, you know? Uh-huh. Others in New York City, too much time, you know, too much things going on. You're listening to porn on the subway. Not me. Not no, me. No, I'm listening to porn at work. But, <laughs> but yeah, the little figure, which oh, it's so makes cute. me think, makes me think, you know, that how there's the photo, it's not in the actual movie, is it, where the stormtrooper picks up 
the Death Trooper picks up the Stormtrooper. Is that in the film? I, it's I just a photo, it yeah. I thought that Chat was in the room. Is that in, is that in the room? Is, okay, Colleen says it is in the film. Who can say in this day and age? Um, but now that she's holding it and the Death Trooper's holding it, do you think the Death Trooper was just like, clean up your toys? <laughs> I mean, it is a weird toy. I want to know. In retrospect, it is a weird toy. It's something I kind of am always interested in when we see these little glimpses of things in Star Wars of like the sort of domestic, just regular life. Hmm. And there's got to be like somebody making these toys. Yeah. It it makes me think of seeing toys. Of t- like seeing toys of toys in the Star Wars universe, it reminds me. There's there's one of the Avengers films, or or maybe it was in Agents of Shield, but they had Avengers toys in the show. Do you know what I mean? Because the Avengers were famous, so people oh, were making yeah. bo- toys, and so this is like a little Star Wars version of it. But yeah, clean up your toys, young Junior. So you you leaving stormtroopers on the farm? Death troopers are standing on them. They're hurting their feet. Do you know what I mean? They can't be worried about the soles of their feet when they're out death trooping, talking in their gobbledygook. Like one of them would say, watch out for that toy. It looks pointy. And the other guy's like, I can't understand what you're saying. It's all like no good. Come on, Jin So pick up your game and your toys. You seem to be assuming that they have very low quality boots. I thought they were barefooted. You don't get many shots of their feet. Yeah, not enough, not enough shots of feet in Star Wars to to really analyze that. God, it's, it's we're sounding like a real fetish show at the moment. It's no good. Uh, one news item that did delight me was Mark Hamill surprising Adam Scott on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Um, part of that was uh, we had a a very cool guest host on Jimmy Kimmel Live. We had Kristen Bell, who I'm a big fan of. She was in Fanboys and just seems like a cool person. But yeah, Adam Scott had written a... Uh, have you seen this, Emily? She, he wrote a... Yeah, a, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. As a young boy invited Mark Hamill to his uh, birthday party and he didn't show, bit of a bummer, but he uh, comes out of a door... Igniting the green, which a lot of people, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker turning his green lightsaber, that's all I want out of Star Wars. We've covered this many times. A lot of people have said, there you go, you got it. He ignited the green. That does not count, you Twitter trolls, and you know it. But he comes out to surprise Adam Scott. He's, Adam Scott is trembling, um, just throwing out F-bombs that are censored all throughout the uh, segment. And I just have to say, correct reaction, Adam Scott. Correct reaction. Oh, yeah, he looks like he's about to burst into tears. Like, he's barely keeping it together. And I've already, like, I love Adam Scott. It made me love him so much more. Like, yeah, seeing, I'm... seeing people fanboy out over, like, seeing famous people fanboy out over other famous people always, always makes me happy. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? I, 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 kind of you'll you'll want to see that they're just like us 
Which is, I always say, which is like I why I instantly went with Ray because she was as amped about Luke Skywalker as I was. I was like, yeah. she's just like me. She's just like me. Because I'm perfect in every way as well. So there you go. No rebuttal on that one. Thank you, Emily. And the other bit of Star Wars news, which has sort of been floating around for a little bit, I think, was uh, Ryan Johnson. He uh, revealed that he asked J.J. Abrams to swap out the droids at the end of uh, The Force Awakens so that Chewbacca and Rey would take R2-D2 rather than BB-8 to Octo to see Luke Skywalker. And there can be only one reason for that, don't you think, Emily? Oh, yeah, definitely. You have a guess of what that reason is. Is R2 in possession of something he's going to give back to Luke? Ah, yeah. (laughs) Ah, yeah. And then we can all cry and tremble with Adam Scott. It's going to be great. It's going to be the best. All right, you guys. We are going to take some calls. Uh, For those listening on delay, the first 45 or so minutes will be on the iTunes feed and then we'll save the second half, 45 minutes, for the Patreon Content Club members, which you can join for $3 a month and... You get a lot of bonus content. Trust me on that. And you can look for that at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. But if you are listening live, you get the full 90 or so minutes. And if you are a Patreon member, you get a fast pass. So you can jump the queue. And I have to look up some people's numbers so I know who I can go to First, 405, who are you and where are you calling from? This is Aaron from Oklahoma City. Hey, Aaron. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guy? Not much, not uh, much. Listening to you guys. And now uh, you're being listened to. I know, it's, it's, it's very odd. A second ago I was coughing and thinking, oh my God, I hope they can't hear this. But then now you can if I cough. I have to go back, and the first time I heard the uh, Luke's lightsaber, hashtag Ignite the Green, being in uh, R2, I think we have to attribute that back to Mr. Hawes Burkhart of Blue Harvest and Rogue One. That, that was I believe a, is the first uh, time I ever heard that. Yeah, I think he unleashed it for the first time on the call-in show. I'm not sure, but I remember he it told was, it to it was me... It was actually me, you, and Haas, and he, he, he unleashed it there. So oh, did, we're did, almost let's, all let's here. Let's just hold up here. Let's just hold up here. Let's just hold up here. Emily, do you see where this is going? This is like the, uh, this is the humble brag section, I believe. He, it, it all ties in. It's like I just have to give credit to Haas when he told me on the air. I get where you're coming from, Aaron. <laughs> no, it was, I get where you're coming it was, from. it was, it was. Hey, no, I'm totally like I'm talking to Steel Saunders and and Emily Lind. I'm I'm waiting to talk to her because she is one of my favorite people. And Aww, I was other. I was two feet behind Jason Ward as he was presenting his uh, his Mendo, and uh, it was <laughs> it was quite amazing to be in the room. I was I was very happy to be in the room. I haven't gone back and listened to it yet. Because 
because I'm almost afraid to listen to it because I don't want to be even more sad because it's like, oh man, it was so great being there and now I'm back in real life. But but I'm because I'm slowly catching up on all of Steel's massive amount of content. I, I can't keep up, so which is good. I uh, I'm, a, I'm a happy Patreon subscriber. <laughs> no complaints. Nice. What did you get me? to for um, What did you get up to for uh, May the Fourth? Do any Star Wars uh, ish things? I uh, worked all day long, and. Uh, did not do anything Star Wars related except for talk to Star Wars people on Twitter. And that is, uh, that's just about as good as it gets to me talking with my people on Twitter. So that's a, that's a special thing you did just for May the 4th. Well, no, not really. I kind of do that every (laughs) single day. Pretty much all day, every day we're talking on Twitter. That's true. That's true. I, 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 I speak to Lindo every single day. So Nice. So what's on your mind, Aaron? What can we chat about, buddy? Honestly, I have nothing now because I'm so <laughs> a- after all of that, I'm so like uh I don't know, I'm I'm so lost in uh, You just starstruck in everything. Feel. Okay. That, he's, that's he's, that's he's, exactly he's, no, I'm 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 very starstruck him. right now. Well, exactly. I love um, Aaron's. I love Aaron's call-in strategy. It is good. I'll call in. I'll talk about the thing I'm glad you didn't hear before I got buzzed through. <laughs> I will then tell this long winding story so I get props in the end, and then I'll close with, "Oh yeah, I've got nothing." <laughs> you, yeah, you're. Yeah, it was pretty good. That that actually was pretty elegant. Actually. Uh, <laughs> That, that was good. I do actually. I did actually think of a question. I did actually think of a question. You guys were talking about itty bitties. Has there been a gonk droid itty bitty yet? There has not been a gonk droid itty bitty. The, there needs um, to be one because I want it. I, my two. Okay, this is a good topic, Emily. Um, my two most wanted would be. Um, I'd like a Jedi Master Luke, and I'd like that Krennic. I'd love a bit of Mendo. Oh, what do you think? Yeah, well, of course. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, Krennic is going to be my top choice. I really want one, especially if he has a cute little like cape. I, I, I would like carry that around in my pocket with me. Going back to that Rogue, we were talking about the Rogue One scene. When she's when he's holding the doll, is it ever explained? Maybe the chat room can help me out with this one. Is it ever explained, or has there ever been a reason why there's a lot of fire in the background? What did they blow up, or was that just Krennic's smouldering heat just lighting up things as he walked? I honestly know what I'm think talking that about. has to do with reshoots. Oh I yeah, think of it course. Maybe I, has I, to do with reshoots. I, yeah, obviously it's because of reshoots, but I'm just wondering if there was, um, like in the novel or something, there was any sort of hint uh, okay. of... I've never heard anything else about it. I don't I don't remember there being any mention of it in the book. Hmm. Hmm. All righty. Very interesting. What What would be your, um, apart from those two, uh, Emily, what, what's your main um, itty-bitty wish? 
I well, let's, well. First of all, they they really need to make Finn. True. Yeah. I mean, they haven't made him yet. I'm I'm assuming that'll be one of the ones released next year. Hopefully, I mean, they're doing Hawks. It seems like Finn is for certain, but I would really like a Tarkin. Just because I'd be really amused to have a little like stuffed Peter Cushing doll. Very cool. I just thought of one. I want like the one of the mother Ewoks with a little wackling version. Oh. So there's like a itty 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 bitty. Oh, a mini itty bitty, yeah. So it's kind of like on. a like a kangaroo pouch thing. Hey, don't judge my culture, buddy. Do not. Judge oh, I'm. My I, there's no judgment here. I. I proudly wear a Yubnub shirt, so I uh, I do not judge. I do not judge. Well, how could you judge? Such a great T-shirt. Uh, Aaron, thanks for your call, my good man, and uh, I look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, take it easy, guys. Lindo, it was wonderful talking to you. I'll talk to you later. All right, good night. Night. Hey, you guys, just a heads up that we are firing up the Steel Wars YouTube channel. If you have not been to youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars, you are missing out on the full interviews with the cast and crew of The Last Jedi from Star Wars Celebration. We're talking Kathleen Kennedy, Ryan Johnson, Kelly Marie Tran, John Boyega, and the delightful Daisy Ridley. Plus, there are a grip of really fun, visually enhanced, classic Steel Wars moments that have been whipped up by Josh Chapman. So hit YouTube forward slash Steel Wars, click subscribe, and treat those eyes. Alrighty, that's Aaron from OKCupid, apparently. Uh, Let's go to another person on the Patreon call-in line. I believe we've got Colleen. How you doing? Hi, guys. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Linda. Colleen, where are you from exactly? I'm from New York. I think I was listening to last week's episode, and you were trying to describe upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very large place, so I, I would have to drive five hours to touch Lindo physically. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> so it's very get started. <laughs> uh, I just How about this? Praise How about this? How about this? How about this? We keep the show going for five hours, and in that time, you make your way across New York to, and then we can have the touch at the end. Just the sound. All right, of let's touching. go. <laughs> I'll get in my car right now. Emily. Steel is writing some fan fiction of his own. Oh, let's just chill out, people. Let's just chill out right now. Now, Colleen, this is the first time you've called in, yeah? No, I called in like once before. It was a while ago, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but you are always in the safe haven, and we had a great time hanging out with you at Star Wars Celebration, and you um, you did do a few uh, very interesting, uh, racially provocative uh, <laughs> impressions of myself. 
which I didn't quite uh, appreciate on one of the Patreon bonus shows. But uh, I'll let that slide and ask you what is on your mind this evening in New York. Oh, I'd like to, number one, apologize for all my drunken actions that caused some some uh, racially discriminative words to come out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> but mostly, uh, I'm here to just praise Lindo, and I am an avid Caped Hearts uh, lover. <laughs> <laughs> Even the title is embarrassing. <laughs> I just questions regarding regarding the love interest in the story. Is it okay for us to reveal who that is at this time? Ah, uh, sure, yeah, that's fine. So, was it always Mon Mothma? Was she always the object of Mendo's lust in your mind, Emily? Um, <laughs> once I started like actually writing it, yes. When I originally um, was gonna do the fic, like back. <laughs> Like I was gonna be, it was gonna be this like Jin Krennic like set during that oh, final confrontation scene. But when I was writing it, like I went to like look up some stuff, like some fan fiction, just to like sort of get, I guess, inspiration. Oh yeah, research. And, you gotta do some research. And the stuff, the Jin Krennic stuff that's out there is really creepy. Ew. Like really, really creepy. Yeah. And, like, there's just some, like, you know, consent stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is not fun. This is not going to be a fun thing. And so I couldn't I couldn't find a way to make that pairing fun. It was just gross. And, and it's also your friend's of... dad. Or your dad's friend. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's another, like, gross bit of it. Yeah, but it is Star Wars. Kiss your sister. <laughs> So then it was just like, okay, there's not a lot of other female characters to choose from. And also, I like my mom. She's, and it was just, yes, like, ridiculous. And so I'm like, okay, stupid pairings is, is, like, part of the proud tradition of terrible fan fiction. And when I first started writing it, it actually, like, I just said it was my mom right away. And then, like, I was about halfway through, and I'm like, oh, no, this would be great if it's, like, revealed halfway through. For, and then it like became writing around it, and so that's why he like calls her my love and like my beloved like a thousand times. It's just me avoiding her name. <laughs> my See, this is what I want. This is what I want. If there's any justice at the next Star Wars celebration, you'll be watching the live stream, and Andy Gruder, she'll be like. Andy will be on the Star Wars show and you'll be like, all right, we're going now to the erotic fan fiction panel with Emily Lind. And you can get insight like this. Come on, Star Wars. Come on, Reed Pop. Give the fans what they want. I don't think I'm allowed to be around any Star Wars actors anymore. Oh. All righty. All righty. What'd you get up to for uh, May the 4th, coin? Uh, I didn't do, oh, I got, well, I got hammered at a Star Wars event locally, uh, and I, I, I touched a lot of stormtroopers. And you touched stormtroopers? What's that about? Uh, I just, I, I have a weird, in the same way that I love Mendo, um, but Emily loves Mendo to an, another extreme, and that's the kind of love I have for stormtroopers. 
you've really narrowed down a select audience of people at any Star Wars <laughs> convention there. <laughs> if only I could find a Stormtrooper. In my everyday life, it's very challenging, but when it, when it happens, it's real good. Alrighty, alrighty. And have you got any? Uh, what, what's on your mind, Star Wars wise, or, or you just were here for the uh, fan fiction roundtable? Um, I was mostly here for the roundtable, and I, I did want to ask Emily if I know the ending had a very it was you know pretty pretty close ended. Is there any hope for a Cape Hearts two? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd have to be, like, pretty creative with the timeline. But maybe it could be, maybe it could, it could be some, just some, like, extra scenes. Some extra scenes. I mean, because it's, it's, like, said in the fic that they, they've met up, like, many times throughout the years. So, we could just explore their romance a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe they can uh, do it in the Gungan, uh. The Gungan world once in a bubble or something. Oh, what is happening? All right, Colleen, that is enough. <laughs> okay. Enough <laughs> is enough. Thanks for calling in and uh, don't be a stranger. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye, Colleen. Bye. Wow. Um, quite the... Um, Quite the uh, information we're getting here, Emily. Well done. Well done. We've got someone on Skype, so let's find out what they're about. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, how are you doing? It's Rob from uh, Perth. How are you going? Hey, Rob from Perth. What's going on, man? Not much. I'm just uh, chilling in the front of my yard. Uh, yeah, just thought I'd call in. First time calling in, so it's my birthday today, so I thought it'd be a good day to do it. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, yeah. Rob. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Nice. Yes. Um, yeah. What did you get to for uh, May the 4th, which is far more important than you uh, Nothing. I just worked. <laughs> what nah, I just worked. On? Nothing exciting, but uh, yeah, yeah, I got a uh, Rogue One Blu-ray this morning, so that was nice from my wife. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. And good. what's on your mind Star yep. Wars-wise? Uh, I just want to ask you... As a Luke Skywalker man, how do you feel about? I know you briefly touched on on the uh, the blog pods, but how do you feel about the the new trailer? This whole idea of Luke being, I guess, like the reluctant hero. Does that bother you, or are you okay with that? Or it de- it doesn't bother me. Like just it depends what happens. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. like it, yeah. it is my thought that he's you know it's the new it's his sort of recycling of the hero's journey where he, you know, gets the call, says no, and then something happens that um, kicks him into action. And as long as that happens, like, I'm fine with it. I, I, I don't want... I was a little bit disappointed with that Rebel Alliance in uh, Rogue One. Do you know what I mean? Their, their flaky nature. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I sort of... I sort of saw what they were going with it, but I, I didn't think I didn't think the decision to go fight was it, it seemed like watered down, like it wasn't such a like I know all those guys came out and said we're with you, but just the Admiral Radis and stuff like 
I don't know. I just don't think that plot point of just like, well, we disagree with those people, but we're going anyway, was made in quite the most heroic way or something like that. But anyway, yeah. back to the point. Um, I want to, you know, I, I, I think that if he says no and then there's some sort of attack and, and raising danger and that's when he goes, all right, ignite the green, Whip let's kick some ass, then um, <laughs> yeah. what's your turn of phrase after the, the things we've been talking about today? It's, it's, uh, it's getting a little bit sultry. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> as long as he comes through, like someone, yeah, like, like I'd hate for some, you know, cop out thing where he, he did go and then he just got, you know, maimed or he's, lightsaber got cut in half before he had a chance to turn it on like just give me it give me what I've wanted yeah, yeah. that's what I'm hoping it's how not how about at you the end where, of the, where at you the end of the it? movie yeah I, I'm like uh, it's a good point with the Rogue One you know the, it, it's almost like a rebel like rebellion within the rebellion um, and I like my, my good guys good and my bad guys bad um, like I think like the prequels were, were great you know how they, they sort of brought a bit of you know, that, um, you know, who's good, who's bad and that. But I don't know, like, for me, Star Wars is sort of the story of good and evil. And so I, I, I hope that Luke just turns around really quickly early in the movie because um, I think I'd be pretty disappointed if it was, you know, a whole movie of him sort of having to be convinced by Ray, and then the last minute things sort of change, which I sort of feel like may happen. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I just want to just give it to me, you know. Just yeah. give it to me. <laughs> well, Crazy. Rob, you have a great birthday in your front yard. Thank you. Thank you. And um, <laughs> yeah, don't much. be a stranger. Keep following in, man. Cool. Thanks, Phil, and thanks, Linda. Thanks, man. Where are you with Luke Skywalker, uh, Emily? I would kind of like him to be a big jerk for most of this movie. I mean, I want I want him to, to, of course, in the end, to like be Luke Skywalker and be a hero, and I want to have that turn be big and important. Like, I don't want it to just be like a rushed thing. But I I want to see him like really conflicted in the beginning. I think I think Mark Hamill is going to kill that stuff. And when when. When Daisy was talking about how, you know, sometimes when you when you meet your heroes, they aren't what you expect them to be. Like I think that's 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 preparation for some really interesting stuff with Luke. Like I don't think he's gonna be, you know, a bad guy, but I think he's going to be done with it. Like just done with being a hero and done with the force. I mean obviously like the Jedi must end line but I think I think we're really going to see him really fighting with that and I'm I'm very much looking forward to it yeah as long as he turns around in the end as long as I get my little lightsaber hey guys the Steel Wars merch store has been updated with our brand new sticker packs where you can get two of the Your Snoke Theory Sucks classic the Luke Skywalker tribute, Have You Seen Him? 
classic plus the new school and or vibed Yub Nub and the very popular I'm with Snoke stickers. Eight stickers for $6 Australian, which is about $4.50 American. Plus, you get 10 premium show downloads automatically. Some of our most favorite classic episodes in there. Plus, you get to support the podcast while happily sticking your adhesives. It's all up at SteelWars.com. I'm going to go to someone who I think is actually calling on their landline from or their mobile from Australia. So I'm just going to find out what this is about. Um, Australian number. Hello. Yes, that is you. Hello. Yeah, hello. I am Jacob from Sydney. Jacob, how you doing, man? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been on for a while. I've just been trying to remember and then missed it. So now I'm finally on. I can talk about what I want to talk about, yeah. Nice. Are you calling from a mobile? Is this going to get your uh, Father yeah. Michael crazy bills? Yeah. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, if, if you are international, this is just goes to everyone, you can Skype in, which is... Um, uh, far cheaper. It's only a couple of cents. You just got to add a plus one and um, set it to that you're calling United States on your Skype. But Jacob, it is great to have you back on the show, my friend. And what's on your mind? Well, since the trailer for The Last Jedi has been released and everything, it mm-hmm. it might be just me because I've never seen like much of the other Star Wars in cinemas before, but really more of an more anticipated trailer because, you know, Force Awakens was only like sort of a preparation movie. And this this is going to be like like everything's happening in this movie. My question is sort of a theory-based thing. In the um, Force Awakens Force Vision, you can see Rey looking at Luke Skywalker with his hand on R2-D2 in front of like a fire area. In the last Jedi trailer... We can see Luke, or supposedly Luke, bowing down to his um, knees next to R2 in front of a fire or village place that's been raided. So maybe he's gone out to save somebody there, or and then he failed, and he's he's too late, and he's sort of feeling that like sad feeling again that he couldn't save people, or he did something wrong again. Yeah, I, I think, um, like, well done on picking up those two scenes, but I think we might get another flashback to that same scene, and that's the that's both Luke watching the um, the Jedi Temple burn down. What do, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, that could be that. That's probably something that's going to happen because, as far as we know, Luke. Luke has been isolated on the island and he's probably not going to leave until he's been thrown back into the action again desperately. Um, Mm. But yeah, uh, in The Force Awakens, we might, instead of a flash back, we could have been seeing a flash forward of something that's going to appear in Last Jedi. But yeah, probably like another flashback in The Last Jedi about what's going to happen there. Yeah, that would be... um because there was a flash forward in that force back, and that was 
Kylo Ren in the snow. Am I right on that one, Emily? I think so. Somebody in the chat room will tell us if we're wrong. Yeah, they have a habit of doing that. Yeah. All right, King Tom says yes, that is correct. So the, the force back did go forward and back in time. Um, what would you rather yeah, it be, Jacob? Would you rather it be a, a flashback or a flash forward, that scene? Seeing it tied together in either one of those would be good. And, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I've also seen this thing about that force vision. Because Ray was touching the lightsaber in... It should be uh, in the places that the lightsaber was at in at those times. So um, uh, it's the lightsaber theory. I've watched it, and on this um, uh, on the theory, it showed the lightsaber flashback would be where the lightsaber was at the time. So uh, in the flash forward or flashback when Luke's bowing down or Kylo Ren's in the snow, uh, the lightsaber was there. Like, yeah, the lightsaber was there when Rey and Finn fought Kylo Ren in the snow. So something like that, maybe. Yeah, I've I've heard that theory. I, I'm not sure how... Like, just say we said that that is Luke after Kylo Ren um, attacked the Jedi Temple, or he's, you know, wherever he's training... I, I'm not sure how Darth Vader's lightsaber or Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber would go from Bespin to there and then to Maz Kanata's. It seems like it would be hard to work out how that could trail. So I, I have heard people try to decode the Force back in that that was where the lightsaber was at all those times, but. I'm not convinced of that one. I think it's more just things to see. Like, uh, Luke Skywalker had the Force vision in the cave of Darth Vader, and it wasn't really dependent on the, like, having anything. It was more just, I, I think it might be just the Force around that lightsaber sort of thing that it's telling them things. What, what do you think about that one, Emily? I I really like the idea that it's really linked to the lightsaber. Like what what you said makes sense. I don't I don't know if it actually works in terms of how the lightsaber would travel or or the timeline there. But I I kind of I kind of hope there's a way for it to work because I sort of like the idea of it being this I guess like psychic object in a way. Yeah, I, I, it, it, like I think it's a real cool, like it would be a cool way to tie it up. But I sort of the the thought of that the light he had the lightsaber, like he lost the lightsaber, and then he got it back, and then he lost it again. It just sounds like an episode of Rebels. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm not. sure sure how that works but yeah. there is one th- there's one thing Jacob I want your opinion about this I, I think it would be great and I sort of think that they have a bit of an obligation but by the end of episode 9 that that whole force back things kind of explained or we 
we get all the story around all those scenes. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, in episode eight, uh, leading back to the force, um, back, uh, force back going into the future, um, like in episode eight, all those scenes could be explained there and that could tie it up. I mean, it, it could be, but yeah, it could, it would be good to have it explained because then it's just another thing explained and then, uh, we might have to go into a whole other series of TV shows and books to be released about it and cause confusion and everything. God, are you Jacob from New South Wales or Bob Iger? It sounds like you're plotting money-making <laughs> schemes for the Disney Corporation here. The other scene, and someone just brought this up in the chat, is that it also the Forceback showed uh, a young Ray on Jakku. So that might... And unless someone had the lightsaber when they were flying off, or so I don't, yeah. I don't really think. But I wanted yeah, to explain. I, I'm not sure how. Yeah, I mean, in, there was. I, I'm not sure exactly which book, but there was a book on the Star Wars Force Awakens art and stuff, and I, I'm pretty sure there was Ray's family ship or something, which looked very similar to um, that ship, but like the front of that ship, the, their family ship flying off, and. Since Ray is force sensitive, it might have something to do with she's um, like chosen by the force to be force sensitive, or she might have some sort of force sensitive parents that left her there, uh, and like the force is showing her that like her family is sort of a force wielding family or something like that. Yeah, I think that could be uh, a good plan. I this is what I used to do when I was little, Jacob. I so wanted the force and I would just think that if I could just move a spoon, do you know what I mean? Just a set, just, I, I was so positive that if I concentrated long enough that I could just, I could just make the spoon move just a little bit. Like if Luke Skywalker can make a Trust lightsaber go into his hand. I, yeah, me too. And all you get is a headache. That's all you get. The spoon's still there and mm. my head hurts. I've tried many times. Maybe not a spoon, but many things. Oh, what are you trying? What are you working on? What are you working on? Well, right now, not too much. But recently, I've been trying to focus on force lightning rather than moving things. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you're a Sith. Yeah, I'm more of a... um, this kind of guy, Mark Hamill, you know how Mark Hamill's more into voiceovering bad guys, I'm sort of a bad guy person myself. God, you're trying to, you're trying to whip out some electric shrapnel, that's horrible. You can do that, you know, you can, if, you've got the right, if you've got the right shoes on, on carpet, you can generate some static electricity and electrocute people. You get your dad to show uh, you how to do yeah, that, well, it's awesome. I've been, I've been trying to focus on, every time I try and do that, uh, it never works, but then I always end up doing it by accident, and it's completely in the wrong moment. I'm trying to focus <laughs> on getting it when I want. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to Dagobah, buddy. You need to go to Dagobah and get schooled. <laughs> and uh, what did you think of The Last Jedi trailer? Oh, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it was only the first trailer, so you're not really expecting it to have everything that we want so far. But, yeah, it's 
more, it's, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's all right. It's good in terms of giving us what we want. It's sort of mirroring the last trailer as well with like in a plain area with, uh, you know, plain, no people. And then, uh, one of our main characters pops up really out of breath and sweaty and tired. And they're the same for the both trailers. In yeah, the that's cool. Then last Jedi. Yeah. And uh, what 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 are you looking forward to most in the film? Out of like you got all those glimpses, what, what are you just like? I want to see more of that. Well, sort of two things. The first thing when they're going around the corner on the um, island when Ray's training, she's flinging her lightsaber around, practicing her skills, and then there's that boulder um, like thing. And I don't know, it could be a fourth vision of Yoda or someone on top of that thing watching her, training her, but then I don't know how that would really work, like just watching her skills, like, look, I can do this, teach me more, um, sort of thing. And then the other thing is I really want to see more of Luke, a lot more of Luke, especially that last scene in the trailer where the Jedi should end. That's, that was the really big moment in the trailer. I reckon. What do you think it means? What do you think is behind him saying that the Jedi should end? Well, I've watched a lot of things on it, and it's sort of... It, most people think it's more leading to more... The Jedi Order should end, and then there should be the concept of the grey Jedi, or the, there's no Jedi. There's just, like, force wielders that protect. Hmm. Sort of like, like how you can rebels. See, yeah, yeah. Like how you can help. Like there's policemen, but then there's people that aren't policemen that still help people. Yeah, yeah. And the, in that scene where he says that, there's also raised stuff. So, and I've also seen this thing. I've rewatched a scene from The Force Awakens where Ray's cleaning her, uh, you know, her machines to sell into Unkar Plot and Jakku. And I looked at those gloves for a second, and then I realized that those gloves were the same on the, um, you know, when putting over the hand on the books. I mean, it looked the same. I'm not, that, that's a minor detail, but it, it just looked the same. So she could, he could be talking to Ray or anyone because her staff's there. What do you think's going to be in those books, mate? Well, since it had the Jedi symbol on it, um, it could be journals and teachings of um, old Jedi masters. Not so much a holocron, but recorded scriptures on paper. Do you think that in one of those books that Yoda's got his recipe for that broth he makes on Dagobah? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one of them might be a recipe book. It, well, I thought I did see a small book on that shelf that that could be that could be leading towards Yoda's recipe book. Nice, I'd love that. I'd love to whip up some Dagobah yeah, broth. And uh, my dad's also got a theory. I've got him here now, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I might be handing it over to him. And he's got his own theory on everything, so I'll pass I'll pass it on to him now, and I'll see you later. All right, see you, Jacob. You call in any time, mate. Good night, Jacob. All right, see ya. He's still going to listen in. 
Hey, hey Michael, Linda, hey, how are you? How are you going to live up to that sort of oh. high um, octane Star Wars chat, mate? <laughs> you going to bring down the level or what? No, no, no. I'm uh, um, oh, and hi everyone. It's it's Michael Loud from of Safe Haven fame. Um, <laughs> I um, I just wanted to. Um, I just had one small little, I guess, theory that I just wanted to put to you guys. We, um, based on, on what we saw in the Last Jedi trailer, that sort of uh, big line that Luke de- delivers about the, it's time for the Jedi to end, um, I just picked up on one little thing about that in um, sort of with the, the cast interviews and stuff that both John Boyega and Daisy Ridley expressed their surprise at hearing that line like they hadn't heard it before. So theoretically, neither of them were present when that line was delivered um, in filming. So I, I sort of developed a theory that maybe they're not, neither of them, well, Ray's not involved in that scene, and then who is he talking to? And I thought perhaps he's talking to a force ghost, possibly Yoda or someone like that, and I just wondered what you guys thought about that sort of idea that Luke is talking to a force ghost, just sort of expressing his feelings on the state of, you know, the play and whatnot at that time. Michael, you've somehow managed to keep the level up. I love it when people call in to this show with a theory that gives me goosebumps. (laughs) And the reveal yeah. that Luke Skywalker was just talking to old shiny glistenary Yoda or someone. Wow. That is amazing. Now, can I just clarify, did Daisy say that she hadn't heard the line? I know John Boyega definitely didn't. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I have to maybe have to go back and double check, but I'm fairly certain. I know. I definitely know. Obviously, John Boyega made a big deal about the fact that he was blown away when he heard it, and he hadn't heard it before. But I'm fairly certain that um, he sort of said something to the effect of, "Oh, Daisy and I both looked at each other like, what? what? Where the hell did that come from? You know, something like that." So that's why I thought they both weren't aware of it. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I heard that they said that they both weren't aware, but I'm sure everybody else <laughs> in the chat room or whatever can confirm or deny, but uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, you know, the chat room, they're off doing their own... I don't know what they're talking about at the moment. They're talking about <laughs> how they all wish they were in a line together or something. But um, then no one's helping. The chat room. Uh, okay, well, Jacob's getting far more love in there than you are, Anybody buddy. But... Um, yeah, that's okay. No, but I now I now really want him to be talking to to Force Ghost Yoda. That never even occurred to me, but that's now one hundred percent what I want. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be really disappointed, and I'm blaming you for my disappointment. <laughs> well, it's like when um, and I love this. It's so fun. Like in the Rogue One trailer, when um, who was walking up to the the Bacta tank, or if it was a Bacta tank, or what it was. Yeah. And you know, we all, you know, everyone came up with their their guesses and theories, and then it's just like <laughs> random old man. So um, hopefully the reveal. Yeah, I think of it's a classic bit of misdirection. Yeah, I, if 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 it is a Force Ghost, let's just say it's Force Ghost Yoda. I tip my hat to Ryan Johnson who, and whoever put together the trailer that they gave us half a conversation with Yoda and we didn't know. Like that's cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To like find out later yeah. on, like, oh, he was talking to Yoda. That's incredible. 
So, um, excellent, excellent work, Michael. Yeah, I, I, I will, just got um, the vibe that he I, he didn't um, he wasn't. It, it, it sort of it came to me because I just got the vibe that he didn't appear to necessarily be talking to like it didn't fit with the vibe of the rest of the I guess the story arc that we kind of see happening in the trailer. I kind of feel like it might be a setting of the scene. Uh, for the beginning of the movie, the vibe, but it doesn't really necessarily reflect Luke's uh, trajectory or story arc through the movie. He maybe starts mm. at that point and maybe that, that's a starting point. And that's why I didn't feel that that conversation was necessarily with somebody else standing there. And, and, and maybe it's in that little cave where the books are and all that sort of thing. And that's where he sees the, the Force vision or, or the Force ghost appear, um, whoever it may be. Um, I mean, I, my my top guess would be Yoda, but maybe it could be somebody else. But I, I, w- I would say it's 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 probably Yoda if it is a Force ghost appearing. But that's why where I got the kind of vibe from that line. I don't think it's I think it's just a big misdirect, and, and it was put in there to make people, you know, be, be shocked. But like John Boyega said, you know, you got to think. You really got to think about it. And that's what it's making everybody do. Think about what that actually means. It doesn't necessarily mean exactly what it says. Yeah, he also said to overthink it. I don't know if we should be taking John Boyega's advice <laughs> yeah. right about now. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's got his eyes on the prize or not. But um, I, I don't think the books are in that cave. I think the books are going to be elsewhere. But that's just... Oh, okay. That's just me. We will see. Thanks so much for calling in. And thanks for having Jacob call in as well. It's great to hear from you both. And... Um, I'm not sure what sort of uh, phone plan you've got, but try the Skype way to call in. It is... Um, yeah, it no, is... We, we had technical difficulties with the Skype, but I have called in on the, la- on the on the mobile before and it wasn't that expensive, so I uh, I felt safe to do it again. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. Yeah, thanks so much, Michael, and I uh, hope you and Jacob have a great Saturday afternoon up in Sydney. Cool. No worries, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure, indeed. Bye. All right, Jacob and Michael. What a Star Wars family that is, Emily. They're, they're doing some oh, deep right? thought. I mean, I always love hearing from Jacob. He always has really interesting things to say. Everyone could take a lesson from him saying, it's just the first trailer. They're not going to give us everything we want, and that's okay. <laughs> I, know, I think Jacob's the most irrational man on the internet. <laughs> Love that guy. All right. So what we're going to do is uh, we will wrap up the um, the iTunes version or the free feed, and then we'll go into the bonus section. So um, to let the people of the internet know, Emily, where can they follow yourself on the World Wide Web? Well, I'm always around the safe haven that people should definitely join on Facebook if they're not part of. And you can find me on Twitter at EFLind. That's E-F-L-I-N-D. Very cool. And if those people don't know, maybe you're a new listener. We have a Facebook group called the uh, Steel Wars Listener Safe Haven, where uh, we rationally talk about Star Wars in a... um, and we all try to be like Jacob and share our ideas and not lose it over it, which is um, a nice little window to have on the internet. And there's a link to that on the front page of steelwars.com. You've just got to answer a couple of questions 
that um, are very easy and let us know that you're not a um, these weird random accounts, Emily, that try to join. Um, I don't know what they're. Yeah, they're like sort of phishing accounts, or you know, I don't know if they what they're trying to do. They're going to post Ray Ban advertisements once they get in or something. But lots of accounts that were just started that day try to join. So we uh, have a few very basic questions to uh, answer. Um, if you want to hear the rest of the show, we've still got some more callers to get through, some more discussion to have, and you'd also like to hear our hours and hours of weekly bonus content, please consider uh, becoming a content club member at patreon.com forward slash steel wars. And for just $3 a month, you can get, there is over 250 audio shows waiting for you and more and more each week. Uh, we've got a big week of Q&As coming up. We've got so many questions post-celebration, so that'll be super fun. Thanks to everyone in the chat room. Stick around into the bonus area. Uh, thank you, Emily. I will talk to you in the bonus area. Well, thanks for having me. My pleasure. And everyone else, may that force be with you. All right, we have got 619. Who are you and where are you calling from? It's me. I'm Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Brit Brittany hey. from San Diego. Yay, you remember me. Of course I remember you, Brittany. Uh, what's going on? What's on your mind today? Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that super fun live call-in show with Emily Lind. And hey, I'll let you in on a bit of a secret that's not much of a secret, but if you were a Patreon Content Club member, you'd be listening to another 40 minutes of sweet, sweet call-in action. Brittany gives us a fascinating look into the backstage casino life. I recall the time I watched someone win a million dollars. King Tom calls in to talk Mendo on Rebels. Admiral Raddus himself, Steve Stanton, joins us in the live chat. We talk about the part of Star Wars that I don't enjoy. The part of Star Wars we can all agree is awesome. Emily has a sappy moment. And then Dom calls in from San Francisco and we talk a bit of SF Star Wars sightseeing. Plus, so much more. You know there's more. There has to be more. It's 40 minutes more. But along with that, you get so much bonus content. This week we put up the new Gonkin Droids Trash Compactor. You get the entire MSW live podcast with erotic fan fiction that was well sizzled throughout this episode, as well as the After Dark blog pods from Star Wars Celebration and over 250 audio shows and growing each week, you guys. And you support the show. So you get a warm feeling inside just for $3 each month. And there's higher tiers where you get free stickers and t-shirts and all that good stuff. But $3 is the base rate. And if a small amount of people did do the $3, we'd be looking 
pretty sweet to continue making these shows. However, if becoming a Content Club member is not something you can do right now, you can help us out by retweeting the episode announcement, sharing it on Facebook or Instagram, or writing one of those sweet five-star reviews on iTunes, which I don't think is too much to ask. Hours and hours of audio content each week and all I'm saying is, hey, spend a minute vouching for us on iTunes so other Star Wars fans know we're doing good stuff that will bump us up the rankings and make me feel like I'm leading a half-decent life. So thank you guys very much. We've got a big uh, live episode as the episode of the normal Star Wars show this week, which will be up very soon after this with uh, Nick Mason from the Weekly Planet, Jonathan Schuster, and George Lucas is back. This is our final live podcast we did at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and it is a ripper. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much, and may that force.